What's up, dudes? You know what time it is. Best time of the week. The Pals Podcast is back for another episode. I'm your co-host, George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liorti. And in today's episode, we had musically talented special guest nick henriquez he was awesome we talked about his career some of the bangers he's been a part of and what he's working on and we also had a sneak peek into a new summer banger that he's been working on this song slaps slaps honestly coming out july 17th you gotta listen to the episode to hear it but incredible this kid's a kid. This guy's super, he's not a kid anymore, but started as a kid, super talented. Like his, his story's incredible, guys. Uh, big shout out to our sponsor, Universal Nutrition. Um, their product's fantastic, guys. Again, like the number one in the industry. Uh, I've been using their Egg Pro Protein for the last week, and I can tell like my runs are getting better, my workouts are getting better. Overall, fantastic products. Uh, if you're if you're into working out into fitness, highly recommend checking them out. We'll tag them in the in the summary or in the in the bio. And yeah, my pal, LFG. Let's go. Richard, kick it off. Georgie. Nick, <laughs> what's up? Welcome to have you on. Pull a little bit. The little Pals podcast. Like pull the mic a little closer to you there. Okay, here we go. Here we it's go. Be like right against. We're fixing it up. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. So we got a new setup, Perfect. as you can see on YouTube. We're testing hopefully it out. I'll upload this one. Yeah, hopefully, Georgie remembers to upload it. We got a couple. Uh, we're hanging on to right now. Have you ever done? Do you ever upload like videos or anything like that, or are you just strictly like strictly music stuff? I've, I've had to learn with yeah. my podcast. Yeah, it's. it's I don't know anything about YouTube. No? I feel like YouTube is a whole world that you need someone that's been doing it for years and like has seen how it evolves to yeah. really understand it. You, you I, need those YouTubers, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I have no idea what's going on. That's why I'm asking. It's like my job. So like I do like we were just saying two minutes ago, I do all the editing. Yeah. And I used to use Logic. So I use GarageBand for this, which is very easy to use. But I was asking because like my job is also to edit the video and I get very lazy when it gets to that part because yeah. that part takes a lot longer. Yeah. Like this stuff's easy. Like you're just... Fix the gain a bit. And yeah, it's good. yeah, you make it loud. That stuff sucks. But then I feel like I let this guy down because I forget so many times to do That's it. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't mind because I know it's a lot of work. Like I take, Not I really. handle the guest and like the marketing side of things. And there's a lot of times where I forget to do stuff too. Yeah. But normally the guest is easy because sometimes you're like, oh, someone did something cool. All right, let's get them on the podcast. Or you come across someone's Instagram profile. You're like, fuck, oh, oh, shoot, I swore. Um, you're like, shoot, I come he, across. He, know, we, like we tell our guests, he, he, since we all swear on this podcast yeah, yeah. occasionally, yeah. but he just like, I'm trying no swearing of 20 trying I get it, I get yeah. it. He gets so, demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> There's times where we, uh, I come across people on Instagram or even in person. I'm like, man, like, what are you up to? And they tell me, like, holy crap, let's, let's get you on the podcast to talk. And yeah. for people who don't know, we've known uh, Nick's brother, Eric, for probably what a decade now yeah a little bit over and then so, uh no longer so i'll probably like second year of university so i would have been second year because it would have been when they were like in first year brothers in first year no, yeah. no he was in he's in 89 so he was in third yeah. year no but when they we would have yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry yeah, anyways yeah. yeah sorry irrelevant like yeah. 12 13 years yeah, of yeah, knowing yeah. him long time and we've always known you were the musically talented brother the genius like, the he, he always said it he <laughs> yeah. was always like man my brother this my brother that i'm like all right well you know Fuck, like, when do we meet him? When, when are we going to see him headlining fucking Ultra? Like, 
And then it kind of, we, we know you've done so many things behind the scenes too. So I guess you want to just, let's jump right yeah, into it. Sure. We'll skip the boring, hey, what have you been up to during COVID? Like F that, let's, let's toss yeah. it up. You just swore twice in the last I minute. I said F that. No, but before that, you said what? F twice. And like, Dude. anyways, but uh, tell us, you know, let's get, to, tell us about body. You know, that's got to be probably a, like a highlight of your career. Yeah, for sure. Let, let, let's hear about it. I think, um, that that whole part of my life was so cool because we had just moved to LA. I was like 18, 17, 18 years old. I was doing music production school right in Hollywood. I was loving life Living except your dream. for the fact that I couldn't really be go out or yeah. go out anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like not e legally. Even at even at Dave and Buster's, I'd get kicked out at nine PM. Because like <laughs> I'm under up. twenty. It was the worst thing ever, man. Like I couldn't do anything fun. Try to network and it's like a certain thing. Did you give you a fake ID or anything? They got taken away in Miami. Shut the year up. Before. Yeah. You guys look identical too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except I can't grow the facial hair. That's well, tell them to shave. Go actually, you guys it. do look pretty, pretty, yeah, almost identical. For sure. Um, yeah. So because of the fact of not being able to go out and having absolutely no money, uh, Joe and Andrew, the loud luxury guys that you guys know very yeah. well, yeah. Uh, they would just come over and we'd make music for fun. And, you know, I had a little shitty studio set up in my bedroom and, we would just order and make the cheapest food we possibly could Mac have a couple cheese, beers yeah. play some playstation make some music and you know body was just one of those songs that you know they had been working on and they brought it by the studio we we worked on it a little bit together and then no one ever really thought anything of it and then it changed everyone's lives yeah man <laughs> it did it did it yeah. went what certified platinum or it's diamond we, we had adrian on so how day. does it sorry just so i because i don't know this has it goes platinum it goes double platinum well, there's diamond, there's or? a lot of underneath it goes those. yeah okay sorry. gold yeah well one times platinum and then two three four five six seven and then when it hits ten it's diamond yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it was like two times, three times yeah, platinum. It was diamond. Yeah, that's great. I thought it's like, okay, you got a platinum. When it went gold, it. I was like, whoa. Oh, no that's way this is happening. For, yeah, for yeah. sure. It was nuts, man. It Especially when you're, you, when you're 17, 18 years old, you can't even drink and you're getting kicked out of Dave and Buster. And then <laughs> well, you hey, this guy's a little different. Played <laughs> ultra state at ultra 15 yeah. years old. That's insane. That, that, tell us about that. Yeah, that I crazy. mean, well, I'll jump back. Cause I wanted to actually ask about body. But yeah, tell us about ultra. Like, that's crazy. Like I, like I was telling you guys before, it's, you know, Eric can uh, talk his way into anything. Yeah, and we got to get kinda, Eric on here soon, too. Yeah, you definitely yeah. we'll do. Get, we'll get you on. definitely do. That'll be a two, three-hour episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but no, he he made really good friends with the co-owners of Ultra one year that they were in town for Digital Dreams. And I happened to be playing Digital Dreams. I was like the first one as the gates were opening on the main stage. Big deal for me. They saw me play. They said, we love this kid. We'd love to have him you know, come down to Miami and play on one of our small stages. So... That was a super cool experience. Yeah. Me. That I was imagine. really, you know, I, I remember going, flying down to Miami, being like, oh, this show's going to be crazy. I'm going to jump off the stage <laughs> and, and planning all these things in my head. And then I get there and there's like four people in front of my stage. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was awesome. It was so cool still to yeah. be there. Like it was. It's got to be like a well, massive 15, stage. You're still, wait, yeah. 15, you're like in grade you didn't have underarm hair like, like, yet. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I was like grade 10, grade 11. See, that's like insane. That. Like, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Like when I played, I thought I had some cool residents and shows. But like, imagine going back to like in high school. You go back and you're like, "What'd you do this weekend? Oh, I played at all chat." Yeah. <laughs> I would people would be like, "What the hell?" Did, did your parents let you skip school on the Friday and the Monday? Or were no. they like, no, you got to be back in school? No, because Ultra's during was during like my March break. Oh, yeah. So I got that time oh, okay, off okay. anyways. Luckily. Maybe yeah, I, I, I did see like Eric like trying to make a deal with mom and dad. It's like, mom, oh, he did. dad, he did. you got to <laughs> let Nick he go, did. please. Like, I'll do my chores for a month. Like. The best negotiation Eric ever made with my parents was 
I, w- I got the opportunity to play London Music Hall on a Tuesday night in November of like 2013 or something like that. And, or 2000, I don't know, whatever year it was. Who, who were you playing? I was with? opening for Sander Van Dorn. Remember that guy? Trans oh, guy? I definitely. Yeah, this yeah. is one of my favorite DJs. I that, might have been at that show because I remember you playing. I'll let you finish the story. Yeah. But I remember you playing one or two shows in London. I think I was the same one as There was you, like a Cobra night that like we yeah. brought a big party bus up yeah, with everyone yeah, yeah. up. Did you, you, did you put on Sebastian and Grosso, the opening? Or no, no, no. There was no, one no. other show I you wish. played, I remember, that I was on. I think you were on. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, the there was event. like Gatsby and those places yeah, yeah, too yeah. back in the day. I'm trying Anyways. to find the Sander song, that Sander Van Dorn song that I love. Which one? Get, the one that's the intro edit, the, whatever? Yeah, it's like, nothing a, it's inside. Like, it's like no, the XX. Nothing inside. Yeah, XX remix. That used to be a banger. Which one's this? We're going to get really shut off. Nothing inside. Banger. Bro, if Apple shuts us off, man, we're doing all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shut that shit off. Okay. So that shit starts a good song. <laughs> sorry. Tell your, your Sandy, your Sandy. Um, yeah, that was that was cool because it was like I had to stay after school for my driving lessons at high school. We're still talking driving lessons. <laughs> and then and then it was like five thirty. Eric picked me up. I had to go tra- go home, change into my show clothes, aka all, all black. black. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's with, so a ba- funny. with a backwards, backwards hat back. like that, I was fully flat. It was yeah. the worst. <laughs> That's the DJ uniform, all black. Or, or the if slick you, back hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or long hair. If you want to be a DJ, you got to have you gotta wear you gotta all have black. the Alessa long hair. Like yeah. This yeah. I used to have it. That's when I, I first it. had long hair when I was DJ. I cut it off for a long time. But um, Yeah, I got home for six. You know, a couple of Eric's buddies jumped in the car and we drove up to London. We went to dinner, played the show. The show was incredible. There was so many more people there than I thought. And jumped right in the car after and drove back home. And as I'm on the way home, I'm getting all these like tweets from people yeah, that were yeah. there at the show and feeling so amazing. And like, oh my God, people actually loved me. Going to school the next day, people being like, oh, what'd you do last night? And I'm like, this is what I did last night. And like show them video. Flexing on, just flex on everybody. That's gotta be so cool uh, too. And like, I, but I mean, even to like to ask your opinion, what's that like? I mean, for like, again, for myself, like I DJ, but I was in mm-hmm. university, so a little bit older. Like, and you knew a lot of the people too that were there. Yeah. It's not like they were fans. They were more friends. Yeah. yeah. Like you're coming in as like part of the show. Like, was it, were you in that time when you were playing, were you still kind of calm? Like, okay, like I know this is what I'm doing. Or was it still butterflies where you're like, holy oh, shit, full, I can't believe full it. Full butterflies. Yeah. Full, like full nervous, like I'm, there's no way I'm going to do well. Kind yeah. of thing, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's always in the back of my head. And there's a video, an old video on YouTube of that show. And you can see Eric tapping my leg being like, you need to get on the mic more. You need to speak <laughs> to the crowd. And, and I listen, like shitting your, I listen it. back to that set and it's, the things I'm saying on the mic are so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yo, you guys, if you love me, put your hands up. You guys ready to rage? Like, <laughs> oh man, it was the worst. But yeah, it was just out of nerves. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. That's funny. What, yeah. uh, of all the shows you played, I mean, obviously, like aside from Ultra, of all the shows yeah. you played, let's say through high school, yeah. what's your most memorable? I think the most memorable show would be uh, I threw in myself at the Hoxton and I rented it out for the night. We oversold by like 400 tickets. Heck yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, I, Heck like it was yeah. just like I had my high school buddies, like, here, I'll give you, I'll give you five bucks a head or something. And just yeah, I like tickets, it, man. Straight you know? up. Straight promoter Straight shit. Promoter <laughs> stuff. I don't like it. But yeah, I had a couple of my friends help me out, sell tickets. Um, a lot of people You probably came. had like your buddies that had no idea how to DJ open for you. I exactly and I, I flew in Phoenix Paul from Australia. Man, so in like, my mind, yeah. So shut yeah. up. cut you off for yeah. a second. I remember when in my mind came out the actual. When you try to book them, I tried to book them, and I was like, "Mrats, we're booking them, we're booking them." It was like 
five grand, six grand or something. I can't even remember. I was like, it was cheap. I'm like, let's do it. We'll do Toronto. It was the end of our fourth year, I think. It was Toronto. I wanted to do Toronto, London, Waterloo, Kitchener. Yeah. So I wanted Smart. to do a full circuit. Smart. And I, I can't remember if I was talking with Pooplin or their booking agent direct. I can't remember. And I'm like, Mress, let's just do it, man. There's one way to go off. Like, we did well this year. Like, we, we had Data Life earlier above and yeah, beyond yeah, that year. Yeah. So, like, we had shows that made us money. We're like, Mress, let's just do it. We go off did with the Did you guys do Data Life at Cobra we, Toronto? We, no, no. We didn't do Data Life Cobra Toronto. Like, I went to it and I promoted yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but it wasn't like our show. Yeah, yeah. When we did Data Life in London, it was me and Mress. It was it twice. Was we did Mansion, uh, Tight and Bright, which was nuts. G-Bombie. They were the perfect Open DJs it. to play. A tight and bright party. Yeah. And then, that was one of our first openings. Yeah, we did $20 tickets, and it was the same year we did Avicii. And we sold out. How crazy is that? Yeah. We you guys sold out. Avicii at one point. Yeah. <laughs> first headline show in Canada. That's the first show it. I've ever played in my life. I yeah. opened for Avicii. Yeah. That's insane. At Man- not first show I played, first time I opened, which yeah. probably like the third show I ever played. Yeah, I opened yeah, yeah. for him. And um, there I was playing like his songs. I was yeah. like, guys, we like, did, yo, we got to chill out here. <laughs> <laughs> we did Data Life at Mansion. Then we did it at Music Hall like the year later. Mm. And then we did Above and Beyond. We did a bunch of other good shows that that did well. Yeah. So I'm like, Russ, let's just do it. Let's go off with a bang. Let's just book him like end our university career. Like this would be sick. Yeah. And he was like, no, no. I was like, and I wanted to do it so bad. And then ironically, Maddie uh, from Unique, Maddie Samaras, which yeah, probably yeah. a lot of people know. He messaged me. He's like, uh, so we signed on to do Sky Bar that whole summer. Mm. And he's, Maddie's telling me like, He's booking these these Australian DJs for the Labor Day long weekend. It's my birthday that week. He's like, you got to come promote it. I'm like, who is it? He's like, Phoenix Paul. I was like, thank you, Moretz. We don't need to book him anymore. <laughs> got it for my birthday. We're good. Sold. So we did Sky Bar from 11 to 2, and then we raced over to Cobra, where we had yeah. a, our booth opened up at 2, because I guess they kick people out after yeah. a certain time. So we had the table from 2 to 4 for Phoenix Paul at Cobra Toronto. They're so sick. So, was crazy you, so you booked them, you flew them. So okay, so hold on. Back to yeah. Phoenix Paul Cobra Toronto. I opened for them. No <laughs> I just missed you. I got there too though. I don't know if it was the same show. Oh, or definitely hundred percent the same show. I think they've only been here like twice or three times. So once is Cobra, Dude, once is so for that's, your show. That's how I met them. And then no because way. of the relationship, we kept I kept sending songs to them, trying to do songs with them and whatever, and they said no to all of them. Which really? is crazy because <laughs> I don't think they've done anything since. They've they like slowed down now, but like for Phoenix that party, Paul, that in my mind was, was huge. arguably one of the big, biggest EDM songs of that yeah. year. Yes. Twenty actual Atlantic. But once actual yeah, throws his name on it, and it was on the one last tour. Like Man, it's, it was, it was, it was a massive. I think song. they played it at the Rogers Center. Yeah, so that, was was the Rogers, that was the That was like a time bang. Or that like, was one last tour. That's that, yeah, so. Yeah. This is like my DJ stuff coming in. Two Dogs Mafia was like my inspiration. I thought Axel was like the sickest. Even Steve Steve was, he, they were the sickest. Right. So like I remember when. Um, Wait, who's your favorite? Axel, Steve. Steve watched lot. So I'm like Steve conflicted. only because I've met him. If That's I met Axwell, it'd be, so, be Axel. But here's <laughs> the thing too. I really like Ingrosso style. It's more like I, bouncy yeah, was, and I like big room. The reason I like Axwell and Grosso more is when they split, we saw Axwell and Grosso at Ushuaia mm-hmm. and that was sick. sick. Yeah. It was really sick. Um, I forget what I was going to say before, but about, oh, in my mind, they yeah. did a documentary of the yeah. one last tour and like in my mind was part of the set list and it came out around that time. The one that's interesting with Axwell as a producer, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of the Axwell edits are songs that are already cut, like they're good, yeah. tweaks them a bit, and then they become bangers. Well, because he knows that, you know, if you if you if 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 I give Axwell a song, he can put it on his label and everyone's gonna go, Who are these random dudes? The song's all right. <laughs> this guy just throwing up they just so long on this. Oh, yeah, you're but right. if okay. he but it, but if he slaps his name on it, that means he gets all of his fan and all of his fans, and it's on his label, yeah. which means he's just gonna make more money. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 
He doesn't give a shit. He's, he's like, not slap a, my name. Guys, I, I don't care. I love. He's like, slap my name on it. Give me twenty percent, and that's, I'm, it, that's it, good. Yeah, you know, that's it. mind you, but the song blew up and got huge. Like, what? I think it's one of the most like hot, feel good songs to come yeah. out ever. Like, that'll be a classic forever. Yeah, it's 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 top ten dance CDM. There's songs one I'm sure. thinking about: heartbreaks and promises. That's oh, another uh, actual one. Um, heartbreaks and promises. Show me love. Uh, uh, Show me love. Uh, yes, yeah. that's another good yes, feel yes, good yes, like yes. a Sam. Axel's the best for like big, Axel yeah. like at a festival, bigger, yeah. more summer the best yeah. on a beach. But anyway, sorry, I actually continue, we so. saw Angelo last year in Ibiza mm. at High Ibiza. Yeah. He was a little bit darker then. They yeah. were supposed to do. They were supposed to do like another big. Yeah, tour so I actually I can't really say how I know it, but there was supposed to be on this. If the and if, apparently I can't. It was gonna be like at one of the big venues downtown, like big venues. Uh, but it got canceled. So one of the shows, like it was, it wasn't. Remember, confirmed. they were supposed to do some Germany festival at one point, like a year ago, and then they canceled all of their festival dates in Europe all yeah. at yeah. once. I think something happened. So yeah, because like we were. I think no, they were in Ushuaia a couple weeks before. We no, were they home. played in Ibiza last year. Mm-hmm. They played, but like, but in they, July. they were supposed to have like a hundred dates or something ridiculous. And they canceled like them all. And they canceled every, apparently. I don't know. I so one thing I knew when they were like splitting up. I mean, I don't, not just me. I think yeah, everyone yeah. knew that it's also a money grab. If they break up now, it's yeah. like any major band. You make a comeback and you cake on the comeback tour. Yeah. Cake. For sure. Yeah. How many years has it been now since they stopped? Five, six years? Seven years, maybe? Uh, yeah, we think 20, about, f- when we were last university or year? 10 years. It would have been a decade. What we graduated ten years? No, no, no. Years. It's not two thousand and twelve. Eight years, seven. Yeah, about seven. Because no, they played after that too. So yeah, so, yeah let's yeah. say seven, six to seven years. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. crazy. Anyways, you, so Hawkson, Phoenix, Paul. Yes. So that was my favorite show just because it was my show. Yeah. You know, and it's it was like stars, it's I called it Maxim and Friends. Like it was this whole thing and. You know, it was cool to have yes, everyone I from Yes, I forgot that was the name you went by. Yeah, nice. I, yeah, ju- yeah. I completely forgot that he just said it as well. That too. I didn't you, even think How about did you come up with it? Eric. Eric? <laughs> Eric just being like, it needs to be a Greek mythology something. <laughs> Maximus, Maximum something. <laughs> that you know? is shit. Okay. And everyone would be like, like the magazine? And I'm like, no, not like the magazine. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. So I got my DJ name from Andrew Moretti, yep. Alexander's older brother, because... That's weird too, because I'm Greek, so I thought he would have said something like that. But he said he goes, "You want to sound legit? You got to sound Dutch." I was like, "Dutch," and I was like, "Bro, I'm not Dutch." So at the time, it's like, so true like Sander Van Dorn, <laughs> yeah. uh, Armin Van Buren, all these guys with like, uh, like Nick Van de Waal, Afro Jackson, yeah, yeah. like, you gotta have a Van or a Vaughn in your name. I was like, "Dude, I'm not Dutch though." He's like, "Doesn't matter. No one will know." So he my, he wanted to call me George Von Bootsy, and I was like, I first that. of all, that sounds ridiculous. Like Bootsy is not my last name." So then it just kept getting shorter. We were drinking and shorter. And he's like, how about Jivon B? Like Jivon She, the brand kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, And I was like, it's not so bad. And he's like, don't worry. I'm going to make you like look Dutch. So like, we'll do a photo shoot. He gave me like a bunch of scarves to wear. On the- I just oh, remember how he like, God. how he envisioned it. Wait, I it was what so happened? Ridiculous. I don't remember this photo shoot with scarves. It was my press kit shots. I didn't choose those photos. The ones I chose was in a black t-shirt. Yeah, that's it. But the ones that didn't get chosen, I was wearing like an ascot in one of them. Oh I had like, God. it was, anyways, ridiculous. It's oh okay. I did a photo shoot with leather pants once. We won't talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll save that one for the next one. So when, uh, I guess, so high school, you were still DJing quite a bit. Yeah. When did you go from more of DJ to more producer behind the scenes? So, 
during that time that I moved, oh my god, I just realized that's a threat level midnight post. <laughs> that everybody comments on. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. the one that got. Where did you find that? There's uh, a website, uh, Society I, I'm gonna Six be, or Society Eight. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm send gonna it do to a you. big search because I need that. That's joke. I actually just saw like I had the, a couple of these posters. This one and there was one here that I do watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, yeah, of course. So you know um, Danny DeVito, the rum ham. Yeah, yeah. So I had a picture of it there until the last episode. Adrian Simon was here and he saw it and he's like, "Is that the rum ham?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "He's like." Where'd you get this? I was like, oh, you want it? That's hilarious. So he just oh took my that God. One, that Those two are the most, like, everyone brings everyone them up. Might, it's that funny. one especially. I was but. on Adrian's uh, boat the other day, and I literally see the rum ham picture in, like, the corner <laughs> of his boat. I'm like, Adrian, <laughs> literally, like, perfect. he's like, yeah. I need this for my boat. I need this for my boat. And it's boom, like, a day later, it's on the boat. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, those, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the website. That was, like, I think, like, 19 bucks, 20 bucks. Oh. I framed it, but the poster was, like, Sold. cheap. Yeah, I'm buying it. Sorry, yeah. no, it's no, okay. no man, I don't mind. That happens very often. Don't worry. What were we saying? But uh, switching switch from DJ to yes, producer. Okay, so around that time that I moved to LA for the first time when I was 17, going to school, all that stuff, I wanted to do my own artist project. I wanted to be like this, like disco house DJ and whatever. At the time, we had just signed with an agent, my first ever real agent, and I was so excited. You know, we were all hoping that I was going to get on some big tour and tour on the U S and this and that and whatever. And that failed. The music wasn't there. I wasn't making amazing music. And then, um, the transition happened with one song that I, I did a remix for Paris and Simo out of, uh, Montreal. They don't even, they're not even together anymore. As a yeah, group, but I remember but, that. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember a few songs. Yeah. So I did a remix for them of a song called reunite and, completely organically it blew up and it got like 20 million on spotify and wow. i was super excited i was kind of confused but like excited and started to try and do that as an artist project under this new name galloway and and because of that song i got invited to a writing camp down in nicaragua where they were gonna have like 25 writers all from canada or all canadian i should say um and we went down this beautiful little like yoga slash music resort like they had a studio there and stuff and it was it was awesome and just meeting all these writers and watching the way that they were working and we were making music in the room and writing it together and you know it was so new to me because in my mind before that i was like okay i'm the producer i make the music then i send my song to someone who sings and they send me back their version. vocals yeah yeah and that was it i didn't know what happened in between okay. i just like didn't even think about it and uh, being put into that process in between was so inspiring that I kind of came home, tried to make the artist project work for a little bit longer, and then just kind of said, you know what, screw it. I want to be a producer for and songwrite and just make any type of music that I want and then find artists for it afterwards. And wow. yeah, that was a super cool like transition. I'm so happy that I did that because nowadays they say, you know, I was just saying before how I can't be an artist. I don't want to be an artist. It's too much work. You know, we were talking about Crash Adams and I respect what they're doing and they work so hard, those guys, at, at the social media, at getting the fans to engage, at yeah, the Instagram know, lives, the TikTok oh, lives. Dude, they're incredible. I watch that and P I'm like, pumping so out the smart. Content. Yeah. Yeah. So smart, yeah, so yeah. amazing. People are loving it. People are engaging all the time. I don't have that in me. Yeah. I can't do that. It's like now music, being, being an artist has gotten to the point where it's 65 to 70% social media and the rest is music yeah. and if i'm being real with myself i got into this to make music not to 30 percent make music yeah. and do social media you know 
That's so you why. still enjoy the craft side more. Like I, you enjoy the I heart of it. it. Like not to, again, mm-hmm. not saying like for sure, for sure. You can do everyone both loves both equally. Like yeah. some people still like like yeah. taking crash items. Of course, example. they love the music. They make great music, but they also like the side of like because exactly. we talked to him and he loves mm-hmm. like the guerrilla market type thing. Yeah, like that for you wasn't something that like drew you to music. No, I th- it was always such a massive struggle between Eric and I that like you know him telling me i need to be posting more and us together trying to think of new content for me and what i can do to help fans engage and you know it just didn't fit with the music i was doing and didn't feel like me and you know i'm not the guy to be like hey so we're here with yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what i mean like yeah. I, I respect people that do it and i love it and that's part of the grind you have to do it yeah i just am not that person i can't do it i yeah. can't see myself being myself and doing that you know but there's nothing wrong with that and that's no. kind of the hard thing too and like you know it's pretty actually it's kind of cool to hear that because i think a lot of people like no again not to say they sell out but a lot of people will 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 do it because they know they have to mm-hmm. because they want to be artists and nothing wrong with doing that and you do it yeah but it doesn't go with your personality so it becomes a bit of a struggle and it gets yeah. exhausting and, and trying and like, to do all that right and like, to anyone who wants to be an artist or is trying to be an artist like you know, if you feel like me and you don't want to do the social media, try and push through it. Yeah. Cause like, I'm sure if what, if me and Eric didn't stop and we just kept trying to push and kept trying to create content, it would have happened eventually. And it would have become second nature to both of us. Yeah. And it would have become easy. I just didn't see an end to it. And I was just yeah. like, eh. but don't ever do what I did. <laughs> like <laughs> well, no, be an artist, you know yeah, what I mean? There's like, two separate ways to look at it, right? Yeah. Like if you want to be in the spotlight, you want to have that kind of lifestyle, then it's part of the game, right? Like you look at someone like yeah. six, nine, I think his career is made off social media. Absolutely. Like, is he? I, I think still think he's ridiculous. He's, I, mean, I, I, think, I think he's ridiculous. Yeah, like, guys. Again, but I, 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 don't sure, I don't knock what he does. Yeah, like, that ridiculous guy is or not? Huge off, off SoundCloud yeah. and like Instagram. Like, he had the biggest song. He had a Billboard number one song that had no radio play. That's that's like really think his last song, um, Trolls with Nicki Minaj. I think it had zero radio play and it hit number one Billboard. That's crazy. Like, you know, that's insane to do. And you respect that too. And for sure. Like, like no, listen, you play like, the much game stuff, I think yeah. I looks, like, I think he just, like the way he acts, yeah, yeah. it's like wearing two Richard Mill watches that cost like a million bucks each. It's like, it's a little bit excessive, yeah. but good for him. Like there's, there's different ways to get and to you that know point, what? right? It's working. You yeah. Know, someone likes, I don't like it. It's not for me. Yeah. yeah. But Eric loves it. Uh, another yeah, another you know, good example. Remember yeah, yeah. Miley Cyrus? I'm not a big fan. She came out with the whole wrecking ball thing. Yeah. And she like, she played the whole part. She was in the media every single day, smoking weed here, making out with girls here, doing this, doing that. And then she kind of just disappeared. She said like, I just don't want this life anymore. I think so. You got to think it's not for everyone. The people that want it, you got to play the game almost. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to ask though, do you think it helps? Because now even like, we're talking about it, but maybe people don't know. Your brother like working as like your manager, but yeah. also your brother and his family. Number one, like, do you think that that makes it, is that, let me have phrases properly. There's pros and cons. Yeah, like, yeah. But, the, but you think if your brother wasn't your manager, someone might have pushed you more to do it? Everything's because your brother, like, I he think, sympathized a little more, saying, like, you know what? If it's not for you and you want to do this, like, I'll support yeah. this. I think I've seen so many people, like, trying to find a manager and going through that, like, hell of trying to find someone that's really going to go to bat for you and have your best interest in mind no matter what, because that's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes people have another agenda. And I've heard of horror stories happening of people signing with the wrong manager or working with someone for six months and, being like that was a terrible idea you know i couldn't imagine going on that hunt for a manager so i I don't even know what it feels like to have another manager that's that isn't my brother it's been him since i was like 12 years old 10 years old however it's been working it's been working and now you know like i said there is pros and cons that sometimes we butt heads for no reason at all yeah and then no work gets done 
And sometimes we can be so honest with each other that it's extremely constructive and productive. And, you know, we talk about things that I, I wouldn't or like we talk in a way that I wouldn't be able to talk with yeah. someone that isn't my family. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he knows exactly what I'm thinking. I know exactly what he's thinking yeah. at all times. And anyone we try and bring into the team, whether it's my publisher who is, you know, a really close friend of ours for five years before I signed with him, he's family. You know, that's why we yeah. signed. He's my, he's my brother, yeah. you know, our lawyer. We made sure that he was like family as well. And, and he feels just like a brother now too. And we try and do that with everyone that we want to work closely with on an every day-to-day basis. And you know, we try and make sure that they have that family vibe because that's how it started, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that must <laughs> yeah. be good too that's, because like- You having, say that, I'm like, that's feels, man. For yeah, sure. It feels, big that, feels. And that's tough too, right? Like you're very, I mean, like, like probably very fortunate, but also mm-hmm. even trying to find those people. Like if you didn't have someone like Eric, also like, because you see things one way too. You guys yeah. probably see things different ways sometimes. But yeah, of course. if you say, you know what? I like this guy, he's good. But then he says, you know what? I don't know. Maybe we should feel him out. Like you still have yeah. two different perspectives too, which also helps finding the right fits for you yeah. guys, which is pretty cool. Usually he's right. I'll give it to him. You know, usually, <laughs> usually. We'll cut that out. We can't let him yeah. hear that. We'll no, cut don't. that part. He's going to put one of those. You know, yeah, things censored. Yeah. Walk it out, <laughs> censored it. Um, Go ahead. No, I was going to kind of switch gears a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. So body was, again, massive mm-hmm. success, like huge. Oh, that's actually had a question on that too. So yeah, go ahead, yeah. I was going to say like huge moment in your career. What was next for you? What Like, do you say you're going to keep trying mm-hmm. to work with them, working with other people? Did it open new doors for different to work with oh, other people? Think, you know what? Sorry. Before go, we go, go that, the one question I want to ask. When you, you made a comment before about like when you made it, you didn't even know it was going to go. You sat on it. You didn't know it was going to go. Before we jump to like yeah, where yeah. you went, yeah, yeah. how long did you guys sit on it for before it like? I think it must have been like, I think it was maybe 2016 when we made the song. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a, there was almost yeah. a year when you guys sat on it. I think or it was a year. I don't Which know is now. Yeah. Looking back, I would say if I got I just remember, song, I remember seeing one day that like they put it out and I was like, oh, cool. This is awesome. I, I, did like, you I think no when you made like, I'm sure you think all no, your songs are never, good, never, but like you didn't never, think it was never. that good? No. Really? Every, I was I just know, like, like I think so, you hear yeah. and you're like, I've got, you got something special on your hands. Like I, I but personally, right? I wouldn't be able to sit on something like that. Like I'd be like, I got this banger. Bang. But like they, it's like, hard to know as, as an artist who's the hardest thing mm-hmm. as an artist I think as someone who tried to do the production side like I would make a song and at first I'd be like this is the best song I ever heard then I would and like then you stop, wake up the next morning and, and I'd be like, like this oh. is terrible yeah like yeah. it's hard to be real with yourself so that's crazy that like you actually thought because right now like mm-hmm. you listen to it everyone's like this is the best song like it's crazy yeah it's kind of um, nostalgic like best now, in terms you know? of like party song yeah, good yeah. vibe like yeah that yeah. one you would to sit on that for years it's kind of I mean it was you know their song their choice when to put it out but like you know, there's so many songs that we worked on during that period of time that I thought were like the wow. These are these are bangers. Yeah, these are these are hits. Yeah. on us. And, and they never ended up putting them out just because like timing wasn't right. They thought it wasn't right for their brand, which is, you know, now looking back, those songs aren't right for this. Like some of the songs we made aren't right for them. And, and they've done such a good job at finding their sound yeah, and finding their and, sound yeah you know every song they do now is a hit <clears throat> yeah you know they've had so many since body they've had so many amazing songs come out that like you know good credit to them and, and adrian for what they've done yeah yeah know? i want to, before we even go on to what's next yeah. what do you think your best strengths are like if, if someone's coming to work with you for the first time and they said you know nick like what what's the best thing that you bring to the table i think it differs um for somebody like, do you guys know Frank Walker? Yeah, yeah. So, 
for somebody like Frank and I, we started working together about two years ago. Very like not even working together, just like kind of writing music for fun together. And mm-hmm. he was hosting a writing camp in LA. I went and joined him. Um, for someone like him, it's kind of been like we work together and with a few other people for fun, like all just friends hanging out, making music together. And over time, he's shaped his sound and, and I've had influence and friends of ours have had influence in the production side and what he should do until it's reached the point where now we kind of have like a formula for Frank and we're like, okay, he knows, okay, I got to put like pianos. I got to do this. 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 Cause that's the Frank sound. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my strong suits is bringing that out of artists. I didn't really like, I didn't, I'm not going to say I did that for Frank. He's incredible. You know, he's made his sound yeah. to this day. He's an incredible producer. Um, but you know, on a short-term basis with someone like Galantis, they brought me a song that was unfinished and they needed me to finish it. And that's kind of what I'm more like known for, I guess, is just finishing up songs that um, need that extra 30, 40% just to make it shine for the radio. Yeah. Sometimes people will just send me like pianos and and a voice and it sounds incredible, but they have no idea where to take it. And then I'll take it from there. And you know, I've done so much writing songs from scratch and trying to write the vocals myself. And, you know, my girlfriend's a writer and singer as well and trying to write with her. And I can write and I do enjoy it, but I'm just so much better at finishing the songs that focusing all my time on that is just more beneficial. By writing, you mean like writing the vocals or writing the whole, like writing all the melodies, everything. all the chords, everything? Everything, wow. everything. yeah. I mean, I, I write all the chords and stuff, but, you know, as a producer. But, yeah, I think... What I bring to the table is making it shine for the radio. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's honestly yeah. all that is. That's because there's I so many songs. That's, not, that's the hard. I, not to say the hardest part. Like even finding a sound of course, songs of course. Hard, but like taking something from like okay, it's good to getting it ready for like a radio mm-hmm. or to go gold or platinum or something. That's got to be the tough part. Is finding that it's, like little little thing in the background. You know, so many people are such incredible producers and just don't know how to put that polish on. And some people can't see past that like unpolished unmixed very rugged sounding you know produced in a bedroom kind of sound you know label people and and professionals in the business can't see past it so they bring it to someone like me and they're like hey can you just make this presentable make that (laughs) kick sound more crisp or make the piano sound a little more clear and all that you know what's so funny i keep thinking about this them imman bach roses remix like yes. I'm just thinking, like that song again. It was a good little SoundCloud song. Yeah. Like Saint John is huge. Not I, was, I didn't even know. I heard so it. So like, Saint Saint John released it in 2016. Like we were just talking about this this weekend. Really? 2016. You know, the original released, or the the remix? original. Okay. The original got released in 2016, and Saint John did like a little like nightclub tour. Mm-hmm. Like he played like Union mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. I didn't know that. Not big artist by any means. This Imman Bach DJ. I think he's from like Kazakhstan or something. Really? Took this song and like. He changed Blew it completely, it and yeah. it's it's arguably one of the biggest song, EDM yeah. songs right yeah. now. And if you think about it, if he didn't make, there's so many little tweaks in it that I don't. If he, let's say, you don't make those tweaks, it's mm. not a radio like banger that it is now. You, you, if a section is like three seconds too long, you lost. People. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? it's just like you lose if the drop isn't as good, yeah. you might lose, or maybe the pitches aren't as high, the pitches not as low. Like again, I don't know anything about music, but yeah. You know there's so slight changes that make a song as good as it is and as catchy as it is that you yeah. can't get it out of your head. Well, there's things that, you know, we talk about this too with like the psychology of colors. There's, I'm just, like, there's psychology of sound that I like certain sounds yeah, yeah. that elicit different things, different oh, way yeah. basses kick. I mean, 
yeah, it's such little minute things that go into it. I mean, myself, mm-hmm. I grew up in music. I played, started playing the clarinet when I was in like grade six, which I hated my dad because it's a greek <laughs> instrument and yeah, i was like yeah, the, biggest, the, story before, yeah, I was yeah. the biggest nerd then i went to drums and yeah, drums. I, I played the i played the baritone which is okay. basically a mini tuba yeah yeah it's the worst. <laughs> i played the trumpets and only had three buttons yeah. like, you know how hard a trumpet is though oh i didn't i saw three buttons and i'm like oh how hard could this be <laughs> do, 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 and then they're like yeah, you gotta yeah. move your lips too i was like oh what you're like <laughs> what do i have to do wait, with wait, my tongue there's, there's not just three buttons depending on how you move my lips there's like Oh, 15 yeah. buttons? Like, yeah. Brass instruments are tough. True. Brass are very tough. Man, yeah. then I remember thinking, I'm like, I should have just played the, the clarinet. Yeah. Uh, less, clarinet It only sucks. had like 10 win, buttons, but... They all sucked. I should have played the saxophone. But uh, I'd be like on the beach of St. Tropez right now. Like, <laughs> but where, <laughs> what I was going to say um, about that is like, I mean, I don't consider myself like musically mm-hmm. talented or anything like that because when I tried to produce, I could I didn't have the ear for it. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. it's hard to find things to put together. But what I do notice that because I grew up with music, mm-hmm. if I'm listening to a song, like most people, I think most people, you hear the melody, you hear the bass, like whatever. But then there's like little things you'll catch in the background. Like it might be a little faint, like yeah. triangle or cowboy or something that kicks in every now and mm-hmm. then. Those are things I like to listen to and see like, okay, what does this song have that's different, right? Like, you listen to animals, you hear the th- like the, yeah, the, sound like the, th- the xylophone almost, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But behind it, there's still a lot more that Mother brings that brings that sound up, right? And yeah. like that's the stuff that's really tough to there's be good like, at. So a lot of those things that you hear in songs that you're like, oh, this is why people like it. Yeah. They're never known. Yeah. No one ever knows that's what was there was a big song, uh, I'm not gonna remember who it was by, but at the beginning it goes Renegade, Renegade, Renegade. Have you ever heard of this song? Renegade. It was big on big on tiktok and it was it was just a producer tag the song wasn't no, called renegade know. it was called something no. complete it was called lottery it was, oh it was by k camp it was called lottery whatever okay hip-hop song but the beginning the producer tag goes renegade Ren- and people started saying renegade and be like oh put on that renegade song put on that renegade oh, song yeah, that, like that's a, what made it the hit and then they changed the title of the song to renegade the producer's oh, name no the song blew up on tiktok because of this dumb tag that doesn't even mean anything yeah in regards to the song that like that's what i'm saying like you don't even know it can be so unrelated to the song yeah but it's just what people like about yeah that it. well yeah. that's how roses blew up too it's tiktok right like yeah is I, it yeah yeah, it's yeah, a TikTok yeah, yeah. i heard i heard roses the first time in like january maybe all right so i never knew about this roses song until i came home and i was forced to listen to the radio in the car because it doesn't have bluetooth yeah <laughs> and my like girlfriend's old car that she has here and I'm on listening to Z. Wait, what's your girlfriend's name? Let's give her a shout out. Veronica. Veronica. Hey, shout shout out. Out. hey babe. You better listen or else it's <laughs> awkward. Better listen. Um, uh, I'm listening to Z103. He's, he's and lost like, his train of thought. Like hey, about you, Veronica. <laughs> every 40 minutes or so, you hear the same song. That Roses remix. And I'm like, oh, God, I was getting so sick of it. Yeah. And then I put it to 93.5. And the future remix of Roses is on. And I'm like, this slaps <laughs> there's so a future I start, remix dude, i didn't know there's a future kay. remix either so there's I the original version that and in it's my, so slow and it's in like, my opinion the original version's way too slow yeah and then you so listen slow. to the future remix it's a brand new beat it's the best hip-hop song ever really? I, I love it oh my it's just i've the best. never heard this so, it's just you know my favorite funny? we right said now. this because my brother mentioned it when i had crash adams Spotify. he said he's like it'd be good if when you talked about the songs to play it so people could hear it yeah yeah so john this is for you buddy we're listening roses future and future mess okay so this is his so ori- this is the original let's yeah listen how slow it is See, I like music like this, though. Yeah. This I do really like this music, because... Like, yeah. No, but this reminds like, me of, DB like... DB listens to this when he, like, slowly makes I love. like, so, like, <laughs> this reminds me... I don't even know what it reminds me of. No, let's go to the, let's go to the remix. Let's, let's hear it. 
But it's so crazy they, that it's someone like took it, it up and everything. It's crazy that someone took it and can re-envision it as like an energetic song. Yeah, that's cool. But okay. and then the future. Know, I've see, never heard the, the future, future one. From yeah, later, you right? guys have to bump the future okay. one. It's amazing. My, my ride home. But that's the that. cool thing. And I guess so. That's kind of what you do. Then that's what you mm-hmm. consider your your strength. You consider it like your favorite thing to do as, as well. Like finding that how to polish it, give it that little kind. I mean, it's it's always changing. Like. I don't know. I guess there's no really one favorite. Like my favorite thing to do is finishing the song and 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 kind of sitting back and being like, okay, I'm done with it. Yeah. You know. Now everyone can hear it. I was yeah, just gonna yeah. say, do you like? Okay, once you finish it, do you like watching mm-hmm. it, sending it out, and see what happens? Is there, is there an excitement to that? Like when you release a song, it's like, hey, I think this song is gonna be a banger. I feel Boom. like you send yes. it out, you sit there and kind of wait for sure because like that initial send out for people to hear it is to my team, to Eric, to my publisher whoever people close to me people i trust their opinion because when you start sending it out to people you don't know and like people in the industry and people have egos and everyone's got an opinion and then you don't really know who to listen to you know so the the the, the real excitement is when you send it to your friends that you can trust and you trust their opinions and whatever they'll tell you if it sucks they'll tell you yeah I, i Eric tells me music was, all the time. I was just gonna ask all you, has he told? Yeah, and it's so discouraging. It's like, but it's like it's, it's discouraging for five minutes because I know he's not trying to be harmful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Was like, there one? Was there one song that you made? Oh, like, there's been hundreds, bro. <laughs> there's been so many songs and where I'm like, like, "This is a banger," and he's, and he's like, like, "No, nah, it's not. Sit down. It's not. Okay, was trash he, was it. Was he right? And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. listening from an outside in, not you know. Me listening to the song for six hours a day on repeat, I'm you, like starting to fall in love with you, it. Yeah. It's like any radio song. Yeah. When you're in the car and you hear a song on the radio enough, you're like, okay, I have to like this song. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's no, what happened with like Blinding Lights by the weekend. Didn't like the song, heard it enough times on the radio, Same, and I started like it. That's really weird. I didn't like it at first, and then the disco mm-hmm. side of it kind of grew on me. Yeah. The, dun, dun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, that happens to me, and then I send it out, and they say it's shit, and I don't work so on it. It's so funny. I always thought, I'm like, I should become a DJ just with everybody's songs that they don't like, and I'll release like 100 songs a year. <laughs> I'll pay them. I'll, you guys, I'll take whatever you cost. I'll take all your garbage, and eventually, you gotta, I'm sure there's a couple bangers just sitting in people. There's a couple hidden ones. I don't know. I feel like. Every DJ has so many songs they never released because like, oh, it's not mm-hmm. good enough or it doesn't go with my sound. And I bet you there's bangers just Here's, sitting away in people's laptops. As a producer, the scariest thing to think about that Eric has said to me a couple of times and we say it to people is that my biggest hit or any producer's biggest hit that they, that's going to be in their career is probably already on their computer. Yeah. And they have no idea. Really? And it could take five years from now to revisit an old project, an old song and be like, DJs, you hear that? Hit me up. I'll release all your music. (laughs) I will release everything. But that's what's interesting too, because if you really think about it, like that's very, that could be very well true. But Mm -hmm. then the other thing too, it becomes timing, right? Yeah. Like you really could release a song at the wrong time. That's got another, like before summer when a lot of new EDM comes out or dance music and Mm -hmm. it just gets lost in that shuffle. Mm -hmm. You could release it a year too early and the sounds too, too early. Yeah. Or or people, a lot of what happens is people get a little bit too excited and they don't plan far enough in advance and they just say, Paul, put the song out and we'll figure it out after. And then songs die in the water. Yeah. And there's been so many songs. We have no follow up. Yeah. 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 Like we, again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but we had Ryan Shepard on. Yeah. He was part of the film me in track with luxury. And he goes, yeah, like it released it. It was a banger. It blew up. Tiesto played it, New Year's, midnight, boom, like huge. And uh, Luxury had body right yeah. after that to follow up. And he said mm-hmm. he had nothing. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, if he planned it a little bit better, it could have he could have capitalized on that huge it's success, true. It's right? It's true. 
Yeah. Ryan, I'll take all your old songs too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start publishing everybody's old old music. That's <laughs> it. Yes, zero musical talent. Zero. You, you cannot keep beat. You cannot. De- you feel terrible. Like- Me and Ryan used to. He used to come down to LA and like play a couple small shows and stuff in Hollywood. Like, yeah, because like he didn't have a visa, so he'd do like them illegally. And I used to go. He used to see me in the back. And there was one day where. Do you guys know Sid, the DJ Sid, CID? CID? Yeah. And he had that song, No, that was a... Uh, was that an actual? It, no. No, it was a ripoff. Not a ripoff. It was a, I'm going to take it, that it song too sample, my career. It was a sample of um, uh, No Scrubs. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Wanna be doing it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. So we heard song. that and I was like, oh, we got to do an old 90s sample. Let's do it. And then me and him were sitting at the Lowe's pool with like... He told us the story. Yeah. We well, so, someone else's the, room service bill. And we... And we <laughs> yeah. And we were like messing around with samples. And that day, I think there was a BBC Radio 1 of Craig David singing Fill Me In, but it was to a, a, a Skrillex instrumental. Or it was Justin Bieber and Skrillex, something like that. And I heard it and I was like, oh, song, this, this like vocal is kind of fire. Yeah. We Craig should, like, David. We should do something with Craig this. Craig David. And then sucks. that's how Fill Me In. Fill Me In was like literally me and Ryan, 40 minutes by the pool. And Shut then up. we went home and the song was like, and then. Wait, he hold on. In 40 minutes, you made it. it like the the, the, you know, the, 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 the main 90% of it. Story? Yeah, but I don't know if 40 minutes. Bro, it, was, it was literally 40 minutes. And I was that like, song my computer's slaps, too hot. In my opinion. Yeah, and then, slaps. well, credit to Loud Luxury because um, when we finished that song to what I thought it was finished, Ryan put it out. And then Tiesto started playing a version of it that was like someone stole the song and renamed it under a new artist project and Tiesto was playing that. And then Adrian was like, yo, Ryan, take the song down. Someone's ripping you off. Take the song down. Let's do it with loud luxury. We can have a bigger push. And that way we can get Tiesto and all this stuff. Wait, so wow. Somebody ripped very, it was almost identical. It, no, no, no. It was like, they took the song and just Shut like, up. and just like renamed it. And Tiesto was playing. Secretly. That it was me. No, <laughs> <laughs> It was Ricky trying to steal old it songs. Was me. <laughs> I told you this idea was good. I knew it. So stupid, man. Hey, that's my hey, that's my coming that, out. I was joke. just thinking that's your circle back joke. You're waiting <laughs> for that it. one. I'm good. I'm done. Rick, I, I'll hang up my. Lot, Rick up does this thing where like he'll find some. There's a funny funny in the episode, and he just waits for a time to bring it that's back. A, in. That's every stand up comedian. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how they finish their set. The hey, he does it pretty yeah. good. That was actually a pretty <laughs> funny. One. A good one. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna remember that for my for the best of episode. The best of at the end of the at the end of the year. And then yeah, Loud Luxury took it after that, and they put their sauce on it. And we put it out, and it was banger. Uh, and that's what banger, it was, yeah. yeah, banger. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, I guess, okay, so we got fill me in. We've talked about. We talked. And about, we skipped what's next. We kind of jumped all over this I stuff. Know. This has been honestly well, great. Like, I just, do, yeah. do you know what? Crazy. We've always said this in some of our other podcasts. It has the to be first, conversational. The yeah. first yeah. twenty minutes of our episode, in my opinion, is always the least favorite. And we always start with just like, "Hey, so what have you been up to?" Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, tell us what you've been up. And lately, it's always COVID related, right? You know, what have you been doing during COVID? How has your business have been affected? How has your life been affected? And then we get into it, and it's so much more fun once we get right yeah. into it. That's it's why we almost always, like once you finish your questions. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, George was saying, like, you know what? Let's just skip the boring stuff. Like, let's just, we even said, like, not with you, but with other people. Like, let's just ask them about this. Like, yeah, yeah. let's just yeah, go yeah, right yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. So, But no, it's true. Today, hey, we did. It, we were right it's good. Body, like, right? We, you know, we jump around a little bit, but it's great. I, love I mean, it. honestly, it's actually. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. So, going back to my question before, unless you got something else. No, 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 no. I cut you off. What's, like, okay, so we talked about filming and we talked about body. What are some, like, Either one of your favorite mm. projects or some other big projects you worked on. Um, Galantis is super cool. 
uh that was one that i've dreamed of for a long time they have a great sound yeah really like Very summer fun. like fun high energy yeah. uh dubs was another one that i did a couple songs with we were working together for quite a bit so how'd you get in with them how how'd uh that come? was through my publisher they just it, it's ultra and they're signed to the label ultra so they were just like hey you guys should try and make some because you did uh, get on my face and need you right and need you and somebody like you but we won't talk about that one okay. that one didn't do as well, okay. <laughs> well get on my face i remember I watching need you's a banger i remember I playlist for yeah, a long time during covid i oh, even like the i remember that was my, wor- my workout playlist like i would, or i'd run it was literally i probably go ahead i'll probably pull i was gonna say um the casey Frey video that's exactly what yeah. i was talking about yeah. I, so is he like a YouTuber, or Instagrammer, or so, dancer? I don't know what he's. He's just like a funny dude, I guess. On Instagram, he he, he, he danced. Right now. He danced to the video to the song. What's his name again? Casey C A S E Y F R E Y. But he did some like stupid dance to it, and it blew up and did like 150 like, million views on his Twitter. 150 million. It's hilarious. Honestly, probably is it, the, is it the music video. No, no. It makes. It's just like him dancing to the song. Just watch oh, this. Oh, I can't remember the song, this? and it became. So this wasn't the music video, and it this, this. blew oh, up. That's how I yeah. found the songs. Yeah, yeah. I like the. the I like this song. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I've never seen this, but this is crazy. Oh, you can't see likes on here. <laughs> My just song slaps. Pretty good Thank dancer, you. though. He's great dancer. That's good. So, but yeah, uh, with the whole like environment with Dubs when making that song, it's just like. Same thing. Us just having so much fun. Like they had this incredible. They they moved out now, but they had this incredible. Well, yeah, house. That, after tsunami, like this yeah. is after tsunami. So oh, they're yeah. oh yeah, they've yeah, already yeah. traveled the world yeah. with like yeah. they, tsunami. They don't, they don't care about anything except for making good music. Yeah, tsunami. You know? If you and think about it, fun. is the yeah. 2015 version of Levels. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly what it is. Arguably it the huge. biggest song of the year. There's one every year, like Animals is one, mm-hmm. and then tsunami, and like they, yeah, there's a yeah. few that you yeah. remember that you will yeah. always remember that came out. It's true. But for them, it was like they had this beautiful house, this studio that in LA, know, fl- yeah, floor to ceiling, glass windows in the hills. You could see the pool. You can see all of LA looking out from the Damn, studio. Man. It was so. I gotta rip off some of their old music. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's what I gotta get. It, it was so. Hey, nice. Any hackers out there? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It was so nice just to like feel in an environment that we were like all again, like all like brothers, just chilling. And it was complete, time. comfortable, and everyone's just having a good time. There's been days where you know we'd get in the studio for 10, 12 hours, and nothing would happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And you go through those, and it's completely fine. Or like just you make anyways. garbage, like nothing. Or we make good. garbage. Yeah, that's happened so they many sh- times. Date, delete it. That's it. Move on. Yeah. Save this for Ricky. <laughs> Save this. For, this <laughs> yeah. goes Put into the Ricky, Ricky folder. <laughs> yeah. There it goes into the Ricky folder. Again, not it, buddy. Um, yeah. So that's, sorry. No. Then so there's get on my face. Then need you again. Same thing. Do those happen in the same like two week session or is it were those months apart? I think they were in the same LA trip, I believe. So like like, during three weeks, you guys mm -hmm. made songs that have combined, I don't know, 200 million plays. I have not even know what the number is, but yeah, yeah. massive hits. Yeah. It's crazy. You think about that. Like you, you go there to make some music, have a good time. You don't, you never know what's going to, and listen, I've done so many LA trips and so many times that I've, you know, me and Eric have flown to Sweden and, and I went to Copenhagen and all this shit. And we wrote all these songs and we're spending all this money trying to go and write with other people in Europe and nothing comes out of it, you know? And, and that's so fudge. when you, okay, so when you went out there, like, were you going out there with a purpose? Was it like, I went out there for, for writing camps. So okay. again, like you had like 25, 30 writers together, other producers, they kind of shuffle you in different rooms okay. and you make a bunch of songs and you come out of the week with like five, six, seven wow. songs sometimes. And, 
you know, sometimes they're all garbage. Sometimes they're all incredible. Um, uh, sorry, incredible by you or by Eric's like idea. What do you mean? Like, like you, by you, going out there? No, no. It's like some of the songs you make. Are they you're good? You're trying to make a joke. Oh, He's oh, just saying oh, in general. Like you're like, are they good? And then Eric's like, uh, I don't know. Some, yeah, some of them. I'm like, this is this is it. And, he, <laughs> this is and he's like, Eric, he's Eric, like, pick up the phone. <laughs> and he's like, nah. Actually, one of the while we were in Sweden for that same trip, um, there's this amazing writer called named Neil Ormandy, and he wrote a song Neil called Ormandy. Midnight, which is now a Alesso song. Yeah, and that was written at that Banger. same like. If I was put into that session for the day, he that would have been great. He was there as well at the same time. No, it wasn't oh. Alesso. It was the writer. No, I'm saying that yeah, like Neil. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's a close friend of ours, and he wrote that the same day, the same the time song. that we were there. But it just happened that like you know we didn't write good songs. That yeah, trip. yeah, yeah. And he That's, did, and he wrote a massive hit. Good for him. So <laughs> I love I, that song. That honestly, great. Alesso after fun fact after Swedish House Mafia, Alesso was actually my favorite DJ for the longest time. Yeah. When he came out, even going back to like timing of songs coming out, so his first song I heard was Dynamite, which was like, um, was it Dynamite? And then another pressure. One? Yeah, so pressure, pressure was the ultimate banger. But Dynamite was different because I think it was Dynamite. It was it was another one with an I, but it was like off tempo or off beat. It had this weird like. I don't remember. Anyways, one of his first songs, and he, he became big because he sent this to this EP of Dynamite and another one to Engrosso. Engrosso. He, put it, he put it on the front of his uncle's car yeah. or something. So that's Sweden. how he became big. But anyways, I remember like just kind of like sidetracking a bit. But he became big because he released a song that sounded different. Might have been like not good if it was released earlier because it sounded like it was weird. It was like it sounded like it was offbeat the whole mm -hmm. song. It was really hard to mix the DJ too. Yeah, but yeah. He became <laughs> maybe for you, honestly, for me, I was bad. <laughs> but no, he became bigger than that. Then, like, pressure came, and course, all that pressure stuff. was. I actually think his huge. old stuff is better, to be honest. My opinion. I agree, I agree. Like, fully. he had some he ID does tracks, fully, so we're good. He yeah. had some ID <laughs> tracks back in the day that were fire. And oh, then, it just man, came. who, Georgie, currently speaking, who's your favorite DJ? It's you currently after you, after you stopped, <laughs> he's in on it call back there you go Rick's knighted me that's the first time I guess is called back the joke Everybody, too I like it my like favorite it. DJ right now honestly might be well group might be Rufus I listen to them a oh. lot lately see but I wouldn't call For them summer. DJs though they're like they're, 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 they're a band they're a band they're a band yeah I don't so know they're an el electronic band yeah For me I'll say like them or Disclosure yeah. Disclosure. See, incredible. I used to I used like, to like Disclosure. Duke, so Disclosure, Duke Demont used yep. to be up there. Duke yep. Demont, I feel like, hasn't made a lot of good Gorgon, stuff. Gorgon Ocean. City was big. Yeah. yeah. I saw a uh, Disclosure at um, After Party for Lollapalooza maybe about five years ago. And I was expecting one of the best shows ever. Yeah. And it just, it, it was hit. good. Oh, it was you good. Know, maybe Camel it, Fat might be up yeah, there. Ooh, yeah. Camel so I, um, Loud Luxury, but just loud luxury, know them, yeah, right? Sure, but then yeah. for me, it's Actually, Kygo. I like Yeah, it. like I, every, anything Loud Luxury, I think slops. So yeah. uh, other than like Kygo is my like yeah. go-to shit. But, Rick, you'll fly across the, across the yeah, world for man, Kygo. Fuck, I, really? I mean, you know how many I shows like, we've, you know how many shows we changed our trip plans to go see Kygo? Yeah. So me and Rick travel like every All summer we have a, we do Europe and then we'll do something like weekends we go. Whenever we go to Europe, we always say, okay, like we're not going to do Mykonos this year again let me keep doing them or like this but then we'll see like okay Kygo like, Rick's, Kygo. Kygo. Rick's like, like Kygo's got like, a residency like, birthday. Like, we have to go and yeah. I'm like okay well, we're gonna go there we have to go, we go to Mykonos <laughs> this so, is exactly how it goes I'm like if you get one I get to pick one and then it's like a couple of years we ago Switzerland. we were planning we saw open air festival Kygo's playing Rick's like we have to yeah. go it to was festival. more than just it was Kygo Mumford and Diplo those yeah. were like the three it was probably the best festival one of the coolest festivals we've gone to because like there was like a thousand people ten thousand people maybe and I broke my nose at that festival that was crazy Rick got in a mosh pit at Dylan Francis like oh that's the worst 
just got stupid. kicked in the face. It was crazy. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, Rick, I was a big yeah, Kygo fan. Big Kygo fan, but I don't even remember what we were saying. I don't know. Favorite but I was gonna- Disclosure, the yes. after party at um, Lollapalooza. So again, I'm a huge like live music I guy. I absolutely party. love going to live shows. And yep. I knew they weren't DJ and they were playing. Because at first, I always thought they were DJs. I didn't know that they actually played. And they yeah. performed live. So I'm like, oh, this is like my first time seeing other someone other than Dead Mouse because Dead Mouse used to actually like play. Yeah, yeah. And I never really liked Dead Mouse's sets. I was always not well, disappointed, but I was weird sometimes. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. never lived up to the hype for me. So I was so pumped to see Disclosure. We partied all day. Like I'm, I'm ready to have the my mind blown. <laughs> yeah. And it just didn't. And ever since then, like I still like Disclosure. I'm not taking away from them because they're super talented and amazing. They're just not up there for me anymore. Yeah. Like yep. Rufus, I've seen Rufus. Three times, two years ago or a year and a half ago, they came to Danforth Music Hall, and I had no idea who they were. Yeah. And a buddy of mine's like, "Ricky, you going?" I'm like, "No, I'm like, who's Rufus?" Yeah. I'm a- Another buddy of mine's like, "Ricky, you going?" I'm like, "Who the fuck is Rufus?" Like, they are. Why are people asking people? me this? And then yeah. they, they were at Coachella the year we were there, and they What's played. Year? 2016. 2016. They had one song, and it was on my playlist. So I, I, I open my phone, I type in Rufus, and I have one song. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, no place or something. So I'm like, okay, so whatever. I, no plays that, right? Yeah, 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 the big one. So I, I play it. I'm like, oh, I know these guys. I'm like, okay, let me try and get a ticket. I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm coming. Look online, tickets are like 200 bucks. I'm like, what? Danforth Musical, $200 ticket? Like, what's going on? Like, what yeah. Am I, like, is Drake there or something? Like, what the hell is, like, who are these people? Yeah, yeah. So I started like, I'm like, at this point, I'm committed to going. Yeah. Like, I'm like 100% committed to going. So I'm like, all right. Recently, this is when you this knew is that. This year and a half you bumped ago. into like Tony and, and Roberto and like, or no? Uh, no. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like yeah, I, I went solo. Yeah, yeah. But you like, knew who they were then. I, no, I literally knew that day. Oh, or like <laughs> two days before. I thought you were like liked them. That's why you no. paid that. One. I, it was two days, and I'm like, you know what? I I googled them. I started listening. The I've whole never day. seen them play live. I'd love I listened to. the whole I day. I'm like them on YouTube play yeah. at Joshua Tree. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like these guys are unbelievable, and I fell in love, and now I'm like that's it. I'm fucking the biggest fan ever. So many people love them, man. Yeah. So I went to Montreal to see them. Sorry, go ahead. I went to Montreal to see them. Um, I took Bex for for Christmas. That was like my Christmas gift to her because she, she, again, was like me, had no idea who they were. We went away this summer and she just found them when we went away and uh, she fell in love with them. So I took her to Montreal to see them. It was a DJ set though. And like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't hit the same. it It doesn't hit the same. But then we saw them. I think they were supposed to play here June sixth, and 5th, it got ca- June fifth. Friday, we, yeah. yeah, and we had yeah. tickets, and mm-hmm. it got canceled and or yeah. postponed. What COVID? Whatever. I was gonna say one thing. You might know this better than than we do. Why is it that Australians have like that 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 mix of like they either DJs or they have like the percussion type set? Because Disclosure oh. does that, Rufus does that, and there's one other one I'm forgetting now. And I was trying to think. Of I think it's just like um, I think it's people have noticed that. Um, in the past few years, like everyone was starting to be a DJ and yep. then everyone needed something different. So then like it started with, you know, Deadmo started to do the live set. With a- Tiesto Ableton. started to bring out uh, guitarists and yeah. singers. And then, you know, I forget who was brought out like Bieber one time and yeah, yeah. Usher came out and this and that. And then everyone started to get more live and more live. And then everyone said, okay, let's just start doing band. Yeah. We, we can play our music as a band. Yeah. And someone like Rufus where it's not so electronic. Yeah. It's very like song songwriter yeah. based and there's a whole song around it. It's not just electronic elements that they can do it live. Yeah. And I love it. I'm I think it's sick. I'm trying to think of the second time. Cause I saw them perform live twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I barely knew them and I had an amazing time and then went to go see them the second time. I can't Montreal. No, I saw them perform live twice, like actual perform. Oh, I don't know. Not DJ. Regardless, they, yeah, they they were sick, and 
Um, one thing we did, we were going to, I think, when we got to it, was what's like, what's in the future now for you? Like, yeah. you know, um, what, uh, yeah, what's I think horizon? it's tough to say. I mean, of course, with COVID going on and everything. So wrenching your plans like out. Yeah. I mean, we were living in LA. Now we've been back here for almost four months. You know, we've adjusted and I'm working continuously. Do you have a home studio? Sorry to interrupt. I have like a, you know, my laptop, home but studio. my home, my home, you know, my, all of my shit is in LA. All oh, of my okay. studio gear, my speakers, my, you know, production computer, all this stuff. So I'm just working on my laptop for now, which is fine. I've adjusted to it. Yeah. You know, it's been great. Bought a pair of good headphones, which is great. <laughs> what kind of headphones? <laughs> uh, Sennheisers. Sennheisers are the Ooh, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones you have? Used to. So I used to have the little, the little, the little headphones. Ones. And then oh, I got... What about your yeah. Givon B ones? I still got those babies. The V-Motors? The v- Ooh, everyone I, had the custom V-Motors I, I got the V-Motors in like 2011. White you know, with you know why I don't like V-Motors? Because when you're DJing and you're bouncing around... They would hit my collarbones and bruise my collarbones. Because the metal? Because they're so metal. Yeah, and they're heavy too. Oh, it's the worst. The Sennheiser Blacks are the best. A lot of yeah. DJs used to use... Probably still do. Anyways, yeah. COVID plans, or uh, COVID threw a wrench in my plans, and we were supposed to be living in LA still and doing sessions and working with more artists and working uh, more heavily with artists that I'm already in with. And, you know, now it's trying to shift and see what I'm going to be working on more and what I can work on remotely without being in the room with certain people and writers and producers and whatever. So I've started focusing more on my podcast that I do that we started about a year ago, me and this guy, Bijan Amir, who, do you know, Ric Flair drip that song? Yeah. He produced that. Wasn't, isn't that so, like one of the biggest wow. rap songs of like two years ago? Yeah. 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 So That's it's, it's been, it's been cool. Cause he's got the hip hop, mind of the what's podcast? the podcast called thoughts and stereo thoughts and stereo we're gonna have a big plug we'll give well, yeah, we'll throw it on send you. us your logo we'll, we'll, we'll send it on the, the plug every, yeah thank you guys Sick, yeah it's it's that's been super fun because it's something completely different that you know my whole life has been focusing around music and what do i do do i be an artist do i not be an artist send out my music work with this person contact it, whatever it's all been around making music and it's so refreshing to you know put all of my time and effort or as much as i can of it into something that isn't producing music. And yeah. that's kind of like giving back, uh, you know, an educational kind of platform to show people how the industry is from, from two different worlds, from the hip hop world, from the pop dance world, you know, that's been so much fun for me, I that's think. Awesome. And, and I've been trying to find different ways to market it and different ways to get it across the right people's desks and, you know, it's been tough and you guys have been doing great with this podcast. You know, it's but that always is the hard part to your point. Like mm -hmm. I know Rick says, like says it often, like, you know, we do this. I mean, like we're no experts at the mm -hmm. editing or this, but we've kind of figured it out when I used to know how to edit, like this yeah. kind of comes easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we think we have like, you know, great guests who mm -hmm. come on, tell their stories and all that stuff. But like, that's the hard thing, right? Because even like, like this with music, yeah. there's so much out there. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard it's, for you to like to, that find that one that's gonna hit or it's yeah, gonna stick exactly yeah so yeah that's my plans are just grow the podcast more uh get more sponsors work on more music have some more hits come out that's it the ones that <laughs> slap yeah we need more hits we all that's what eric's saying we always need more hits there's never enough hits any that's of those it. hits you don't get you know uh, yeah. <laughs> come, come out. I, I just need a dj name that's it i'm not yeah. we'll think of something I'll ricky roses ricky roses there we go but one thing i, I do want to say like as somebody who came into like the scene very young and like you know i mean there's mm -hmm. different levels but a lot of people who come into like 
being in front of the spotlight at a young age, you can see how their life trajectory goes. Either you get like a big ego or it consumes you and like all that stuff. You seem very humble down to earth and like you seem to really know what you like and you're kind of your path. And, you know, I mean, obviously you're older now, but it takes people a long time to figure out what like you're about and what you believe and ignore the noise. I was just so, I was just so lucky to have Eric and like have him kind of figure it out for me without me even knowing. Yeah. Being at such a young age, like I was eight and I started DJing whatever you know yeah you're djing for fun you're at home you're in the basement and then school dances and then eric would come with me to the school dances make sure everything was going right and that was like him acting as my manager without us even knowing it and then i started to make music and people started wanting to you know sending me contracts for the music and i was like i'm 12 yeah, 13 14 years old so i don't crazy. even know what's going on like i have a grade nine english test tomorrow like yeah, like literally, and and Eric's there, like on YouTube, trying to find like tips on how to read contracts, and yeah. you know, like we're figuring out this whole thing together, and you know, he's been a great guide throughout my whole life, and and making sure I'm following the right steps, and and if we find that, you know, I'm focusing or we're focusing too much time on one thing that we don't think is gonna be beneficial, he's very quick to be like, okay, let's shift gears, you know, yeah. something's not working, even though. We think this is great. Something's not working. Let's shift gears. Mm-hmm. What's next? You know, what are we going to work on now? And yeah, come back to it later. Yeah, like Eric and I have just recently uh, started a publishing and a production company together. And cool. that's like a whole new side of the business that him being the business side understands it fully. Me, I don't, you know, I understand what's going on, but I tend to not like to be too involved in the business just yeah. so I can not worry about money or this yeah, or that yeah, or yeah. whatever just create focus on what fun, you're good at you know and just have all of my time and effort being on music yep. instead of worrying about whatever it may be and um yeah it's well it, it's interesting you say that too because so many young people would say you know i want to make music i'm good at it and i want to be famous mm-hmm. very rarely that's how it starts see, yeah, yeah always yeah but very rarely do you see people say you know i don't I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want mm-hmm. to create music. I don't want to do social media. I don't want to do photo shoots. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I, I want to. It's, it's, I want it's, to create music. Like it's I want to so create art. Simple that to like at any point in your journey, whatever you're doing, if it's music, if it's some type of other art, if it's whatever it is, like if at any point you're not satisfied with what you have to do um, to get where you want, then you need to switch gears and you need to try and do it a different way. And that's kind of what my whole career has been. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, let's try You want to try and be a disco house DJ? Eric's there. Go ahead. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that works for you. And then we saw, okay, I'm not really happy doing this. I'm not doing very well. No music is coming out. I don't like doing the social media. Okay, switch gears. Yeah. I don't care. Do whatever you want and we'll make it work. You know, do that's whatever it is. That's you. really cool. That's very that's hard. Our, that's, that's our Timbit right there. That's our, our little yeah. Instagram post right, right there. We're going to cut that one. That's uh, a good that one. That one, one hour, but, four minutes. But that's hard because a lot of things, like there's even like, uh, you know, like a, there's a cognitive bias that, that's called um, sunk cost fallacy where you're like you believe that like it's like our gambler's mm. fallacy. Like you believe you just keep doubling down mm. and it's going to work. It's very yeah. hard, especially when you're creating something. You're an artist. You yeah. think you have it figured out. You have a little bit of traction. So you keep digging in, digging in, but it doesn't work. And then you get farther along. You're like, mm. well, I've put two years in now. How yeah. can I change gears? So I think it's pretty cool too that you have someone who can look at it objectively and say, "Listen, this sucks." And I, I, change I gears. Yeah, Send like, it to Ricky. It's, it's been, <laughs> okay, now we're getting overboard with this joke it's here, buddy. Been so like, you know, Eric has made so many good calls in that sense where it's been so much easier on me making decisions and just listening to him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to question things anymore. You know, yeah. like if Eric says something's a bad call, 
he's done his fucking research. He's not just saying it to be a dick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he knows it's a bad call. Then I know it's a bad call. Yeah, he's got your best interest. Call. He's got my best interest. I just, I, you know, I, I give him credit on everything. You know, he's, nice. he's been there every step of the way and really guided me through everything. And I'm just so lucky. You know, people, people are always, you know, you see on social media, people post like never stop chasing your dreams. doesn't matter how old you are, whatever. You know, you see stories of people being like, 45 years old and just finding their passion yeah, Kentucky and fried chicken. So, yeah dude like crazy stories like that yeah, yeah. and i'm just so lucky that i got it so early yeah you know i've been so fortunate to like i've got friends now you know i'm 22 my friends are all out of university all trying to figure out what it is that they want to yeah. do and like i saw them all recently separately <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> six um, feet away yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> now we're good it doesn't look like we're six feet away we are yeah um no, but no like you know all of my friends are going through that right now trying to figure out what it is that they want to do what they really want to spend all their time in on what they want to fully do a, a, a nosedive into and mm -hmm. put it give it their all and a lot of them have no idea and they're just like going after jobs that are just jobs yeah for now until they figure it out and i just like I'm already a pretty stressed out person. Like I, I overthink and I'm always like very yeah, high yeah. anxiety that if I had to figure out what to do with my life at this point, I would be screwed. Be wreck. Yeah, I'm out. just, I, I, I'm so lucky and so fortunate to be able to find That's it awesome. so early on. That's awesome. Honestly. Yeah. And like, just the, the fact that you just even said, like, I, I knew you're 22, but the fact that you say it after sitting here talking to you, you don't talk like a 22 year old. No. Like, cause most, <laughs> when I was coming to university, when we were coming to university, I our priority was like everything in the world. Yeah. Like you know we would never been able to kid. do this. I was the best. There was no talking me off my, you still think that though, buddy. <laughs> Secretly I am. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's from growing up with, with, uh, you know, guys your age, you yeah. guys, Eric's yeah. friends, you yeah. know, always being surrounded by that, whether it's, you know, we go to Miami, we have a crew of four or five guys that are all over the age of 30, you yeah. know, and it's just growing around, growing up around people like that and realizing that like having an ego and stuff like that doesn't really get doesn't you get anywhere because, you, you know, me and Eric say it all the time. If you walk into my studio and you got an attitude and you're being egotistical, you're never coming back. I don't yeah. care who you are. I don't yeah, care. I don't care sense. what you're going to get for me or what you can do for my career. I don't care if you're being a dick. Like if you're, if well, you've got an ego get out it's yeah. part of that idea of like being family right yeah like you don't want to work with someone i'm doing this because i want to have fun yeah yeah you know and, that, and that's what good work things or yeah. becomes like about pride and a piece yeah, of contest yeah, yeah. it takes away the fun of it yeah. yeah but good things happen when you're having fun right like yeah in i guess you can use the analogy of sports too like people say they play their best sports and they're they compete at their best when they're enjoying it when they're having fun when you're not having fun mm -hmm. that's when you're going to perform at your worst or if you got other things on your mind right so if you're having fun making music with your band like sometimes it might suck yeah but sometimes mm -hmm. you might create magic like you know for example what you did with dubs like a couple yeah. studio sessions you got whatever 100 million 200 million hit whatever it was yeah it was. yeah yeah it's it's you know and there's definitely things that i've done that like i'm not I don't want to say things I've done that I'm not proud of or no. anything, but like things I've done where the opportunity came across and I'm like, okay, this is a good opportunity. Maybe I don't like this song as much, but I should power through this because it's going to be a good opportunity. It's going to open a couple more doors and you push through those things. And once in a while, that's fine. You know, I'm yeah. still having fun doing it. I end up always liking it in the end. Mm -hmm. If I didn't end up liking it, the song wouldn't come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It would come out. I think that's a good I think one. that's, I think that's nine a good, times. I think that's now. a good spot to end the day. Rick's killing this podcast, that uh, fucking joke. No, um, I had one more thing I want to ask. So you worked, I think I read something about Tory Lanez. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh. Like, 
Wait, that's coming. That's out coming. So that's, that's coming. Okay, when does the podcast air? How many tomorrow? Tomorrow, <laughs> sick, perfect, perfect. So, oh, it's just coming. Like, so this is coming out July seventeenth. Oh, so it's um, a new artist that Eric and I are working with named Takis. He is, you know, we were talking about Crash. He's a Toronto guy, or he's he's uh, uh, regardless. Vancouver, I think. Okay. Somewhere Takis around. is Greek. Taki. Yeah. Man, you have so to have he, a Greek sounding name. Maximum. So he, uh, Maxim. Yeah. <laughs> Greek mythology. Um, like I'm Crash Adam. You're not <laughs> funny. You I, I, I you're took funny. my funny pills today. We're going to take a vote on, on Instagram after and ask how funny Ricky was in this episode. So, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Damn. This, no, I like this video if Rick's not funny. <laughs> oh, um, That's a good no way likes. to put it. No um, But like we were saying, Crash Adams, you know, he, he has such a crazy drive and... I've only seen that in a few people and it's him and this guy, Peter Takis. He does not sleep. You know, he came to business in LA to like plan his career and a five-year plan and do all these things. And he came with everything finished and everything was perfect and looked over and triple thought and all this stuff. And he's wow. got every idea in the book and, 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 and you look at him and you're like, how'd you come up with all this stuff? How'd you come up with all these incredible ideas? Anyways, we're working with him now. He has been through about you know a year and a half of, or two years of just trying to get Tori to agree to doing the song with him. And the other guy on the song, Goody Grace, is a childhood friend of his that has now since blown up and, and done massive tours with Blink-182 and things like this. And he's wow. got a, a big name in the industry coming up. And to have him, a new guy in music, and Goody Grace and Tori Lane's on a song. It's huge. I, I, like I don't, you know, we were just talking about. It. I don't think a lot of my songs are like, or I think some of them are hits, but you know, you yeah, don't really yeah. get the special feeling all the time. This one is like, this is a huge slaps, huge, what's huge, Eric huge say? summer slap. Eric's like, this is the song. There we go. Oh, oh, go. We're oh, good. That's big. That's big. This so a, it releases July seventeenth. What's it called? It's called Wait for Me. Wait by Takis. T A K I S is the artist. Peter Takis is he Greek? I don't know. Peter Takis, it sounds like the Greekest name sounds ever. Sounds like, it sounds Peter Jack, You know, we yeah, should, we should figure out a way to get like sneak peeks of songs. Like, if we knew this ahead of time, we should have said, let's get like a little sneak peek. I can, I can play a little sneak peek. Hit him oh, up. Let's, let's do it. Let's like, do it. Give him like a 10 second clip of it. Man, I, honestly, we got to start every episode with just like a big question. Hey, you do, you kick you your thing, to. buddy. You kick I'll, it off. I'll kick you it off. You went right in for the, right for the, right in for the kill. And then a man comes in with the worst jokes ever this, this episode. I don't know, man. I got some funny ones today. Yeah, Couple knee slappers. <laughs> Imagine just your inbox starts getting flooded with people's rejected songs, and then you get famous. Jokes on them. Yeah, jokes on them. I'm gonna play oh, you guys just okay. the chorus. I don't want Eric to get mad. <laughs> Hold on. Sneak peek. Oh, what's up, Pete Tong? Say. This is a big hit. What's Pete Tong say before Radio he releases one? Radio One? BBC Live Radio One. BBC. <laughs> So this is this is Goody Grace right now. Big, big dance summer banger. Oh, oh that's on the boat, on the boat, just cruising in the sunset. Yeah, so that slaps. I'm, you I'm, heard it here man, first. Pal's podcast, skills, literally the first place anyone's ever heard it. So, <laughs> live, buddy. That's Pal's our first, podcast, that's our first exclusive. Yeah. Our we first made it. Ex- now we made that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> this is All right, the sponsors are rolling podcast. in now. Honestly, that 
I'm not saying to say it. Like, if it sucked, I would tell you, like, yeah, um, like it sucked. That sounds sick. Thank I wouldn't you, say it you, sucked, even if it didn't. I mean, if it, I'm, you would I'm, say it sucked because you wanted to send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's mine. No, Man, this has been fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's, that's sick. So, July 17th, all platforms. July 17th, all platforms. Yeah. When it releases, we'll drop it on our, we'll throw it on all Yeah, yeah, we'll all Please do. Please Sorry. do. Effing. Uh, Pals Podcast on our Instagrams. We'll do all of it. We'll, we'll yeah. share it everywhere. Uh, should we start to wrap it up? I think so. Man, it's um, been going like, we could probably man, have gone a little we could easily, longer. Yeah. Um, we got two questions we normally yeah. end each episode with. If there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? People say I look like Shia LaBeouf. I don't see it. Oh, I see. I've, I've been thinking I about it since we sat down. I'm like, oh, I'm really? Gonna, I'm like Shia LaBeouf. Kind of see it. Hundred percent. Do you have curly hair? No, straight. I think. Oh, you kind of look like it. Right? Right? You could easily you do Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> man. Yeah. We were, we were the like the good one, not the like crazy. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> when I was when we were filming an episode of of my podcast and uh, and some the guest this guy Jordan Manswell, incredible producer. Shout out Jordan. He. He was like, yo, you kind of look like someone. And I was like, ah, people say Shia LaBeouf. He's like, that's it. And then he, <laughs> we pull up, uh, like we had our producer of the show pull up a picture of Shia LaBeouf. And the first photo he clicks on goes, Shia LaBeouf, uh, racist comments and this and this and this. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, that's not me. That's not me. That's, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's risky time right now. Fuck. Yeah, man, that's fun. Uh, Do you know what I love when people have like stories behind yeah. why they pick someone or like, who they say? I like that. Shia LaBeouf. That's no, I one. see it for sure. I got. And then my question is: If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, oh, what would it be? Man. The song doesn't suck. <laughs> That's it. Like, like, or, or, or. I guess, you know, surround yourself with people smarter than you. I feel like there's, there was advice. a there was a there was a time there, not where I was surrounding myself with people dumber than me, but I was like trying to work with producers that I knew I was not better than, but I felt like on the same level and I just had a little bit of a leg up mm -hmm. just to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm better in this situation. And yeah. that's the worst. I don't know who the quote is or if it even is a real quote, but yeah. it's like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the, the wrong, wrong room. room. You know? I, said that I don't know who that is, but yeah. no one's ever said, like no one's ever given that advice. And I think that's great advice. That's good. Cause a lot of people, it's tough to, uh, it's tough to put your ego away and like be in a room where it's like, Hey, I know the least, I'm the least talented or whatever, yeah. but that's probably, the only way you're going to learn. You know, it's, it's 100%. If, if everybody was that, like that smart enough, you would put yourself in every room and be the, be the dumbest or the I, least talented because you just gain more talent. And then like, I, I, really don't like being uncomfortable like in situations if i'm uncomfortable in a situation i can't really work i can't like think straight i'm just thinking about how uncomfortable i am mm -hmm. and i feel like i've had to kind of get over that and put myself into uncomfortable situations just to be able to learn mm -hmm. and you know there's no other way that you're going to learn uh, unless you kind of throw yourself into rooms that you're not supposed to be in Man. It's a good way to look and, at it. Yeah, I, sure. I thought you were gonna say not to say dumb shit on the microphone at London Music yeah. Hall. <laughs> That's it. Like, Yo, put your hands up. Oh man, make some noise. Worst. It was the worst. Um, Boys, honestly, thank you so much for having me, man. On. Nick, thanks no, for coming this was on. Really, really, this is great, man. Again, we probably could have gone like this. I'm sure you got more stories. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get you on again. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Once uh, I'm sure I'm not going back to LA anytime <laughs> soon. So. Well, do you know what? So. Actually, we said this because we are. I, I, we were supposed to. I was going to go to LA, and I'm pretty sure Georgie would have came with me mm -hmm. for the ESPYS, the sports award. So we yeah, were going to be down yeah, there yeah, in a couple. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, actually. Mm -hmm. And we said, like, while we go, we're just going to bring our podcast stuff and just 
two episodes. Because like, yeah. we've got a bunch of friends that live out there, like Alessia De Gasparis, um, Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she yeah. she was gonna come on during COVID. She's like, hey, I got like a couple songs coming out later. Why don't we do it later? But now we just don't want to do video chats anymore. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. we have her. We have obviously Joe and Andrew that will get on the podcast. Yeah, too. yeah. When you're out there, we're just gonna make like an yeah, LA tour. We're getting our studio. Get in for ten hours. Come up with a banger. That's it. <laughs> That's hey. I've already no, got like hundred low key one. Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Of course, thanks. Had a blast. This course. was awesome. Yeah, and July seventeenth. July seventeenth. Banger. Big you banger. You, actually, was, you heard it here first. That's like first time. Yeah. That. Actually, heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> awesome. Pal's podcast live exclusive. That's it. Uh, but yeah. Again, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed, share it, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Leave a like, review, comment. Follow our boy Nick. We'll put all this stuff in the social, uh, in the bio. All the so- yes. uh, if they want to find you, where can they find you? At Nick Henricus on uh, Instagram, and I don't really use anything else. So yeah, it makes it easy. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. tag you and everything. Yes, so, thank you. Uh, other than that, signing off, pals. Thanks, pals. Cheers. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing, you're not alright, I'm not alright